Welcome to the next episode of Career Changing in Your 20s. This is the podcast where we talk about the ups and downs of career changing, different philosophies and mindsets around career journeys. And we'll also dive into learning about different types of careers and what it looks like to choose or transition between them. So in today's episode, I'm going to talk about one that is very relevant to me, and that is the difference between consulting and industry that not only I have experienced personally, but I also know a lot of colleagues who have made similar transitions as well. And there's a lot of nuances and insights behind a consulting versus industry role that honestly, I did not even realize when I was an undergrad. So hopefully this is insightful to those maybe starting early out in their careers. And I wanted to share that with this audience. So as a preface, this topic of consulting versus industry is very broad and nuanced. So let me narrow it down to specifically maybe my experiences. And there's certainly commonalities that apply to other industries and functions, but this is specifically from the perspective that I'm looking at it towards. So I currently work in operations and supply chain at a large consumer electronics company. This is very ops heavy, operations heavy, and like product development cycle heavy. So this is a bit different than others who have exited consulting and went into corporate strategy, corporate development, M&A, biz ops, business development, sales and marketing, et cetera, other roles like that. And previously, I worked in a management slash strategy consulting firm. More specifically, we performed portfolio strategy projects for Fortune 500 companies and due diligence projects, commercial and operational for private equity firms on companies that they were either looking to sell or looking to acquire. So this is a bit different than other consulting firms. For example, tech Im implementation firms, they focus on implementing SAP, Salesforce, and client companies. There's other consulting firms that are more pricing strategy focused or post-merger integration focused or have projects around those a bit more. So there's obviously a lot of different types of consulting and this is the type of consulting that that i previously did with that preface out of the way again i think there are still a lot of commonalities that apply to both consulting and industry roles that are very similar across these entry level roles so you know just out of undergrad or post mba senior associate to senior consulting roles i think a lot of these still have a lot of commonalities so let's first talk about fundamentally what are the skills you learn in consulting versus industry and how are they similar or different? So I think for those of us from undergrad, we probably had a strong impression of how consulting firms recruit from undergrad programs. They hire a lot of entry-level consultants straight out of undergrad because they want to mold these junior-level consultants to be client-facing. And so what my previous firm did, and I'm sure every firm does, is develop your quote-unquote consulting toolbox, which consists of these hard versus soft skills. So let's first start off with what are the soft skills in consulting? The first is really just being able to present or deliver information. And this is usually done in the form of PowerPoints. And you have to kind of construct a story, a storyline here that has key messages and key takeaways, not only for each slide of the PowerPoint, but for the overall flow of the presentation. And you, re you really learn how to strike the right balance of saying just enough to get to the main points and instilling confidence in your work while not diving too deep into the details and getting lost. From the key messages unless you're asked to kind of dive into those details a little bit more so that's just a really basic first soft skill but pretty crucial into exactly what consultants deliver the second 
soft skill is really managing relationships, both internally and externally. So across all your different consulting projects, you work with so many different types of people on a daily basis, not just from your peer entry-level consultants, but also those older than you who have either come from other jobs, who have come from industry roles, are post-MBA, or even other consulting firms. So what happens is you get a lot of different personalities here, right? Of all ages, of all backgrounds. So just for an example, I actually think there's a stereotype that consultants have to be pretty extroverted or typically extroverted. Maybe at some firms, some other firms is different, but we actually pulled at my previous firm in our office who was extroverted and who was introverted. And surprisingly, it turned out the majority, I think over three-fourths, were actually introverted. And I think whatever personality test or quiz you give out a consulting firm, I guarantee you're going to get a huge spread of all different types of people. But that just goes to show there's no one mold of type of personality, and you end up working with so many different types of people. So not just internally, but also with your clients, you'll see mid-level management directors, business unit leaders, C-suite and executives. So you'll really experience people from all different types of backgrounds, locations, countries, and you see a lot of different types of management styles as well, which is also really super interesting and insightful in your career. So moving on to hard skills for consulting, the presentation piece definitely comes back. You have to be able to fundamentally do research and data analysis really well to create those presentations. And a lot of times you don't really have a ton of time to do so. So you need to be very, what's called if you've done case prep, right? Very hypothesis driven. And what that means in very simple terms is you need to have an idea of what direction the presentation could go in and what your specific work stream needs to go in and what could be the key message before you even start diving into the details and doing data analysis. So this makes you extremely focused and efficient when you do that research. And what you do is you keep kind of pressure testing those initial hypotheses. And if it doesn't hold, you just pivot and change it. But if it keeps kind of coming back to the same hypothesis and you keep getting data that supports that, then that's ultimately kind of it starts molding your storyline. And so this is a really natural way of researching. It sounds a little bit formal or maybe intimidating when you do the case prep, but in real life, this, this is a pretty natural way to research and analyze uh, work into a common theme. So what I mean by researching and analyzing is really three things. One is just Googling, being able to strategically Google, find information from different Google search variations, from annual reports, industry websites, company websites, or a variety of unique sources depending on your industry. The second way to research and analyze is expert interviews. So I think this just takes practice and experience when you start consulting, especially knowing exactly what you need to get from an expert, the exact info you need to test your hypotheses or get data for your model in a very short amount of time. So there's a huge balance sometimes between letting the experts or letting people talk in these interviews and explain the nuances of their industry. But there's also a balance of maybe cutting them off when they're going down a rabbit hole and you don't have time to, or it's not really a scope of your focus to hear certain types of nuances. And lastly, for analyzing is just being able to use Excel. So analyzing financial data, sales data, market data that you find online or the client provides. This is all kind of core consulting hard skill toolkit to do analysis and make presentations.
So let's go to industry roles next. What is similar and different about the soft skills and hard skills in industry versus consulting? So for soft skills, back to the presentation and storytelling, based on my experience, that is still very necessary and relevant. It may seem like less of a focus because you certainly don't do it as often as consulting, mostly because your main deliverables are not just presentations. But one key difference is in consulting, sometimes I feel that you are telling the client what they want to hear or the message that the partner wants to convey. Whereas in industry, you're positioned as what we call the directly responsible individual and you own end-to-end a specific deliverable or initiative or result. And you cannot necessarily hide behind a rosy story or kind of paint a picture of it, especially if there's an emergency situation or a mistake that happened or something went wrong. In industry, you really need to report up, get the proper escalation and attention to delineate the current situation and next steps. So that's one thing I've noticed that is a little bit different just based on the structure of what we'll dive deeper into is kind of the the ownership structure of how you own work between consulting and an industry. So in addition to the presentation and storytelling, um, in industry, you also work with a ton of different people, but I think from a slightly different perspective. So you work a lot more cross-functionally internally, especially at least from my experience with more technical engineering teams, or you dig deeper with sales and marketing teams or finance teams. And you get this exposure when you're a consultant, but you don't necessarily do it to this extent when you're a consultant working with a client. So now you have to have tough conversations and disagreements with people who are really experts in their function. And you have to learn how to present your side of the story to garner buy-in and really move a project or initiative forward. So that's from the soft skill side. As for training these skills, these soft skills, I definitely think consulting firms focus on training skills at a younger level, whereas in industry, it's sort of implicit in the work. And those who are successful industry either had that training before or they have a good mentor or manager that's able to teach them pretty quickly. So I think it's less of a focus in industry in terms of training, but it doesn't mean it's less important and you can kind of stand out in that way. So I'll touch a little bit of hard skills on industry, but I think from my perspective, hard skills in industry is really dependent on your function and the industry you're in. I would say, again, you you really need a good mentor or manager in industry because it's not a collective training program that you go to with a lot of other colleagues your age out of undergrad or out of MBA. So core base work skills and research and data analysis skills definitely come into play in industry. But I would say you're either translating those consulting hard skills into a corporate strategy role where some knowledge and best practices directly relate, or you're really learning a whole new different function when you move from consulting to industry, like supply chain or marketing or sales or product management, where consulting hard skills may play indirectly but it's more how fast you can overcome the learning curve in industry rather than knowing specific hard skills that apply to all industry roles. Now, the final key difference between consulting and industry skills that I want to touch on is this concept of quote-unquote extreme ownership in industry compared to consulting that I personally felt and I know some colleagues of mine have realized as well. So again, because in industry, you're the directly responsible individual for this section of the business, 
from our perspective, there's no really safety net or no falling back or no rotating to clients at the end of the day. So from my experience, I work in hardware. So you're either shipping a product that meets the standards that you've set, that you and your team have set, or you've completely failed and you're not shipping the product. And there's no really in between. So this sounds a bit dramatic, but I want to call this nuance out and how there definitely can be a different type of pressure in industry versus consulting. So in consulting, a lot of that pressure could come from fast deadlines or out of scope work or scope creep type of work that results really from being in a client first business. So let's explore this a bit more. Going into consulting, you're valuing the breadth of experience and inherently you get that breadth by moving between projects. So typically when consultants transfer to industry, they say, hey, I want more end-to-end responsibility. I don't just want to give a strategic recommendation or I want to see some initiative through to the end. And this is a very typical reason why people leave consulting and go into industry. So what happens when you have this type of extreme ownership and different type of collaboration in industry compared to consulting? Let me, let me give some examples. In industry, at least based on my experience, we typically own our function, which means we own and need to drive the responsibilities of our function. So for supply managers, you need to own the supply, aka the production of goods and pricing. And you have engineers who own all things design and making sure the products are mechanically, electrically sound. You have quality engineers who focus on the quality of a product within certain specification parameters and making sure defects are minimized. You have finance who owns financial roll-ups into the broader company. So you have all of these different functions working together in order to solve problems. And everyone kind of has to pitch their own perspective and defend what they own. So a very classic example of this is a price first design or a price first quality trade-off. So if you were to implement some feature in a product that would increase the quality, that oftentimes also increases the price. And that's a very typical trade-off when you're developing a product where you need everyone to come together, lay out all the pros and cons of each options, and really find the best solution possible from the perspective of all these functions, which very often yields to people needing to make compromises. And I think that's where extreme ownership comes in. When you're very structurally and functionally organized, at the end of the day, you're responsible for driving your own functions role. And this is especially true in some companies where each function actually has monetary incentives to push their own agenda. I'm not saying this is a good thing. That actually could lead to even more conflict and That probably is not a good way, but I'm just saying there's different companies that are set up in different ways like this. So when some roles want to drive down costs and create industry high margins and other roles, other engineering roles want to develop the most revolutionary products, regardless of cost, that really push the boundaries of what we've seen. There's no doubt that you're going to have functions internally that are going to disagree. So even though you're all under the same company and in the end, you want to do what's best from the company. That doesn't mean you're always on the same team per se. And this collaboration looks very different from my experience in consulting, where your project team is truly your team and you always want to be on the same page and very honest and transparent about what you know versus don't know. Whereas in industry, other functions also have different agendas, like I mentioned. This is even more the case in some industry companies where different functions and groups have monetary incentives for what they're in charge of. So you can imagine how heated or escalated things can get when different groups have competing interests. 
But in consulting, you have to be on the same page as a project team. Oftentimes, you're driving to the same goal with your clients and working together. So I did not notice as much friction at this most basic level of who you're working with for a goal of a project in consulting. There's obviously some conflict. For example, if you're talking to other market participants or experts in the industry and they're coming to a different conclusion than what your client's management team thinks or has thought for many years. So you really need to go work with your client here to talk about this new conclusion. You need to think about how to resolve this, how you're going to come up with your own suggestion, how you can compromise. And this will lead to some debate or discussion. But overall, I think in consulting, you're really hired by a client and you're driving towards the same goal. Whereas in industry, a lot of times you're either the end customer, you know, so a lot of your battles are actually more internal or than they are external. And even for other consulting groups like restructuring groups, you're, you're giving pretty tough recommendations of layoffs or reorgs. But at the end of the day, you're still hired by the executive team of the client and you're ultimately, again, driving towards the same goal. So conflict, of course, and collaboration isn't a bad thing. It's more the type of conflict and collaboration that I think is a really key nuance between consulting and industry. So let me dive into this pressure or stress comparison a little bit more, because I think this is an interesting, it's not just the hard skills or soft skills, but exactly what kind of lifestyle and what kind of pressure or stress do you think you could get from a consulting or industry role? And I think there's some, there could be some disagreement here, definitely between, I mean, even just me and my colleagues and friends. So again, in industry, if we say that extreme ownership leads to more pressure and stress, that is one perspective. But also from my experience in consulting, many times consulting can be more stressful than industry from the perspective that I think a lot of times the people that you work with can lead to more stress than what I felt in industry sometimes. So maybe it's just because from my experience, I came out of undergrad into consulting but a lot of the managers, principals, and partners worked with such an intensity that was really unsustainable and even shocking for myself, who also had investment banking internships and things like that before. So I think what it really boils down to is the type of people you work with in either consulting or industry. And this reminds me of some key takeaways from a book called Getting to Yes. And one of the main takeaways from this book is trying to separate people from the problem. And so in consulting, a lot of times, I think the people were the problem. You have artificial deadlines, you have egos of different types of people. Uh, whereas in industry, the problem is really the driver of conflict. And when there's a common problem, that really makes it feel real. And that's when we talk about ownership and, and really having the weight or value of something that you own and you're trying to accomplish, like we said before, shipping a product. And I think that makes it a lot more collaborative. Because when you're working together in industry, at least from my experience, you're fighting against the problem. And sure, you have different principles and responsibilities, but we understand the role that each other has to play. And when you understand the role and you understand where people are coming from, then you just focus on the problem and you can compromise. Whereas in consulting, you could be dealing with pretty intense people. Not saying that in industry, there's not equally intense people, but it's probably more common. And a lot of times in consulting, because it's a client first business, you're, you have a lot of kind of managers or partners wanting to produce extra work or producing content just to produce content to overachieve. And this many times is not necessarily what is best for the client and certainly not best for the team. They're just kind of driving to drive 
the work to impress clients and get fee generating business. So I think this insight is really another perspective on the whole theme of collaboration that is parallel to the soft skills and really diving deep into what working together looks like between consulting and, and comparing industry. So next, I want to talk a bit on coming out of undergrad. And the question that I think that really hit home for me when I was coming out of school and reflecting on that now is whether to go into consulting or industry first. So whether it's quote unquote better to do consulting first and then exiting into an industry role or potentially boomerang back to consulting or doing an industry role first and then trying to break into consulting or doing an MBA and then go into consulting. I was actually really debating this coming out of undergrad, whether to take an industry engineering job or go into consulting. Ultimately, I chose to go to consulting because I thought that eventually I wanted to do that. So why not just do it first thing out of undergrad? But the reason why it was a hard decision was because I thought it may be beneficial to get industry experience first before going into consulting. But I think knowing what I know now and the training you get in consulting, that's obviously not necessarily needed for the way these management consulting firms work. And I'll do a consulting 101 and a career 101 series to dive into how these different professions operate. But I think this is ultimately a really perennial question here. And there's no... There's so many different paths that people have taken that I truly think there's no right answer. So let's start off with why consulting first, and then I'll present the counter argument. So the benefit with starting off with consulting first is you get to see a lot of industries and you go through a training program or an apprenticeship program per se, and learn a lot of core, just overall work skills. You also see very high level different functions and types of projects at client sites and all different kinds of businesses and sizes of businesses. A lot also say that when you go into consulting, you're doing so because you don't exactly know what you want to do. I mean, I personally thought that more in terms of exiting consulting and choosing an industry, but to me, consulting is definitely also a very doable career itself. You could exit, of course, and boomerang back, but I did enjoy the fact that I was able to start off a bit broader and then potentially narrow down later in my career after consulting. But here's the counter argument to this, and I've had this discussion extensively with other colleagues who also did consulting first and then moved to industry. And essentially, the argument is if you start out in industry and with all the aspects of extreme ownership that we mentioned earlier and the industry knowledge that you gain, you'd be arguably a much better consultant than coming right out of undergrad. In consulting, you're brought onto a client site and you say, You've been at the firm for over a year or two years, and you try to round up as much as possible. And you say you've done one or two or X many projects in the field. It was really just one small due diligence project, but you're so focused on this industry that the client is in. And in the end, it's kind of like a big open secret and the client sees through it and they, but they know how it works. But if you actually get industry experience first, you have a leg to stand on, right? You have actual examples you can fall back on and say, Hey, I know how this process works. I've been a part of that. I've seen this direction that we should drive. And this is the expertise that I think a lot of clients are hiring consultants for in the first place. On the flip side, we know why consulting firms hire kids out of undergrad. It's to mold their thinking and really train them to be the type of employee and consultant fundamentally that they want and not be skewed by how another company does things or run things. And a lot of times the work itself also needs a mentality for those out of undergrad, like people who are willing to grind longer hours and things like that. 
And this really leads to the next question of, is there a trend of clients hiring consultancies that are more specialized or generalist? And how does that actually influence your experience as a consultant? Do you actually get broad experience that everyone talks about? So the specialization versus generalist topic, it can be a whole different podcast episode. But from the perspective of the client, based on my experience, is that clients want more specialized at the end of the day. At least that's what they outwardly portray. Because what I saw at my firm when we pitched projects and project teams was that clients requested team members to have prior experience in their industry, whether in previous projects or previous job experiences. But what's important to know for those out of undergrad that may be deceiving is even though consulting appears to have a broad experience for you, whether it's breadth of industry, breadth of functions, it's actually, it actually could be a lot more specialized than you think. And you need to, if you want that broad experience, you need to intentionally try to seek that. So let me give an example. Say your first project at a consulting firm is in fintech. Your next project staffing, the, the partners and staffing managers are going to look at you and see you had one fintech project experience. They want a, an entry-level consultant. They're going to choose you for the next fintech project over a similar level consultant who didn't have even just that one fintech experience before. Even if it's just one experience, this kind of prioritization starts leading you to get specialized pretty quickly, even if you didn't intend to be. And also depending on your office location, a lot of partners and staffing models are gonna be tailored to that region. So Houston for oil and gas, New York for finance, Boston for pharma, Chicago for industrials, SF for tech. My point here is that you have the potential to see different projects or industries in consulting, but depending on the firm and the staffing dynamics, you really need to seek out those opportunities and advocate for the type of experience you want. And this really applies to whether in consulting or industry as well. The last topic I want to bring up is longer term career opportunities. It's maybe a bit easier and more straightforward if you know the industry and function you specifically want to be in long term, or even if you just know one of the two, either industry or function. But if you don't know, like many of us who choose consulting or even try different industry roles through rotational programs or whatnot, it is probably best to keep as many doors open as you can. So trying to choose the roles that allow you to have as many opportunities available to you down the line so that when you do know, you have the best chance of getting what you want. This is where consulting, I think, beats out industry. When you think of looking for other opportunities and networking and just being exposed to different people and industries, it's definitely a lot more broad. So you're going to get a lot more general recruiters reaching out as well about exit ops. In industry, and this also depends on where you work in industry, but networking is really just inherently laterally or within the company. Obviously, in all situations, you can go externally, but I think it's just a lot more natural for consulting to lead to a lot more higher level options. At the end of the day, though, it's about how you convey your own story, right? Your own autobiography. It's more important and more powerful to reflect on yourself and exactly what you want to do and go in all, all of that. I still have friends or mutual friends or referrals asking to apply to five different roles that are, I mean, they're sort of similar, but they're still pretty different. And they're casting a wide net, which is, which is very fair, especially in today's job environment. But I think the best thing that you can do for yourself is be focused and reach out to people doing exactly what you want to do. You'll find people in consulting or industry or coming from all different types of backgrounds. 
And obviously for recruiting out of undergrad and business school, you have a direct recruiting channel that you can use. But all that to say is in the long term, industry versus consulting could be considered a moot point. And it's really all about what you make of the opportunities presented to you and what you choose to go after. So I think it's kind of interesting to reflect on my choosing between industry and consulting. I definitely would not have regretted anything about how I chose my path, but now I kind of realized that there's actually no right answer. And I think that's the ultimate point of this episode is definitely not to choose consulting or choose industry, but it's really how to mold your own personal story and really understand the pros and cons of each and what you want out of it. And then so either option you pick, in the end, you'll get to where you want to be. So this concludes this episode. Thanks for sticking around on this journey with me, exploring career changing in your 20s. Please follow and rate this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And as always, feel free to email me with any of your own stories or topics you want to hear at careerchanginginyour20s at gmail.com. Cheers and have a great week.